Have you ever been so afraid that you froze in your tracks? Maybe you were alone in a room and suddenly experienced a fear so intense that you ran for your life only to turn the lights on and find that there was nothing even there. Believe it or not, it's fear that keeps us all from being all that we could be. Fear of rejection and fear of failure are just two of the nasty little beasts that rear their ugly little heads and prevent us from achieving our dreams. Today, I'm going to reveal the secrets of fear. You'll learn why something scares you into inaction and exactly how to tame that tiger from ever biting you again. Stay with us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Stephen Diamond, and you might have seen me on the hit Netflix TV series, Tiger King 2, the Doc Andrews story. If you haven't seen it, check it out. You see, I grew up performing all over the world as a professional illusionist with real lions and tigers. And on this podcast, I use the term tiger as a metaphor for all of those shadowy creatures that lurk deep inside of us all only to rear their dangerous little heads when we least expect it. You know, things like stress, depression, anxiety, shyness, and today we are going to talk about a beast that cripples literally millions of people every single day and keeps those people from ever achieving their dreams. It's so powerful that it keeps abused women from leaving their physically abusive partners. So powerful that it will keep you at a job you hate for 30 years working for a company that will replace you instantly because you're simply too afraid to leave. It's so powerful that it will prevent you from living the life you truly deserve because you're afraid of failure. What is it? Well, it's fear itself, of course. And since the beginning of time, it's been used to coerce, manipulate, control, divide, and divide entire populations into giving up their dreams, their money, and even their lives. So what exactly is fear? Well, let's get into it. is an intensely unpleasant emotion in response to perceiving or recognizing a danger or threat. That's the simple definition. Fear causes physiological changes that may produce behavioral reactions such as mounting an aggressive response or running from a threat. Fear in human beings may occur in response to a certain stimulus occurring in the present or in anticipation or the expectation of a future threat perceived as a risk to oneself. Basically, fear is all in your head. When I was about 21 years old, I left for my very first tour of South America and found myself booked on a popular children's TV show in Lima, Peru. The show was called Nubelus and was seen in over 30 countries by more than 80 million people each week. 
I was so super excited to appear on this program because it was my very first appearance on South American television and would be my formal introduction to the Spanish-speaking world. Now, at this time, I didn't speak a word of Spanish, but that didn't scare me. I plunged in with both feet because I knew the art of magic was a visual medium and it really has no language. And I also knew that being the goofy character that I am, I could communicate and reach through the medium of television and pull those people in with my craziness and get them to experience the wonder that I was creating each week. So it was a great opportunity. Now we were using a new full-grown mountain lion on the broadcast and in rehearsals back in the States, the mountain lion had made it very clear that we were not exactly friends as he had attempted several times to viciously attack me for no reason at all. The entire plane ride from Miami to Lima, I couldn't stop thinking about how all of this was going to go over because I knew this beast wasn't happy about what we were about to do. Now before I get a bunch of animal rights people sending me all kinds of love letters and beautiful emails, please understand that I am now one of you. When we know better, we do better. Now, this illusion was going to be the instantaneous visual transformation of one of the TV show's superstar hosts into this particular cat, which was a full-grown mountain lion. What no one knew was this was going to be the very first time I had ever performed this illusion with this particular mountain lion. And to make matters worse, it was going to be on live international television. What was I thinking? It was up to me to remain calm and pretend that I had done this a thousand times before while ensuring that everyone remained safe throughout the entire act. If I was visibly nervous, that would cause the celebrity hosts to be nervous, not to mention that the cat can smell fear. So as you can see, this was a highly dangerous situation and the potential for something to go very wrong was extremely high. When we arrived on the set, we learned even more bad news. The only chance for rehearsals with the stars of the show would be right before we went on the air, live. Now the pressure was really on and I could begin to feel fear take a hold of me from the inside out. I knew that screwing up on live international television with one of the most famous people in the world would be a career-ending move for me. So the stakes couldn't have been higher. Now remember that I'm performing with a cat that has just traveled thousands of miles and is a little stressed to say the least, so performing this illusion was not at the top of his to-do list that day. I could feel my entire body shaking from head to toe as we awaited for the host to arrive and I felt like I was going to pass out with every passing minute. I was growing more and more consumed by fear and my imagination began to take hold and play all of these crazy scenarios of what if this happens or what if that happens and what about this, what about that. It was insanity. 
and in the blink of an eye, the director of the TV show was in front of me and wanted a full walkthrough of exactly what was going to happen live on the air in just mere minutes. As I began to explain, the show's two superstar co-hosts walked right up during a commercial break and I got a chance to meet them both for the very first time. Next to where we were going to rehearse, we had set up a secure area to protect the cat from curious people backstage. When all of the sudden, one of the co-hosts bolted over to the cage the mountain lion was being held in while saying, oh, look at this beautiful kitty. Oh my gosh, that face. Suddenly, instincts took over and myself and three other guys almost tackled her to the floor to keep her safe. And it was in that moment that everyone became deadly serious and very aware of just how dangerous this truly was. Now talk about pressure. <laughs> so I made the decision to rehearse without the cat so as not to freak out the stars and get canceled before we even got on the air. As soon as we finished the run through, the director tells us that we're going on live next. Now, I know all of this sounds completely crazy, especially if you work in television here in America where every move and every word you say is rehearsed and choreographed. However, this is how TV works in South America to this day. Everything they do is live, and a lot of it is improvised to a certain degree live on the air. They love that unpredictability that live television grants you. On my Facebook fan page, I'll post the video of this performance for you to check out if you'd like. Now, I apologize in advance for the mullet. It was the early 90s and that was in fashion back then, so forgive me for that. But I'm sure more than a few of you listening had one too. <laughs> Knowing this story, You'll be able right away to see the fear on my face and in my body language as well when you watch that video. Steven, you are live in three, two, one. Well, believe it or not, the cat cooperated perfectly as you'll see in the video and the illusion went off without a hitch. However, I was shaking so hard that I could barely stand up by the time the segment was over. <laughs> I collapsed backstage in a chair and just breathed for a few minutes to allow my fear to pass. I was scared out of my mind. I couldn't believe what I had just pulled off on live TV in front of millions of people. I'll never forget that fear. It was almost totally paralyzing for me, and I can't remember a time since when I have felt fear like that ever again. And the truth is, I hope I never do. Have you ever been utterly consumed by fear like that? Now I realize you might not have ever been face to face with a full grown angry mountain lion on live TV like I was. But there are a lot of things far more scarier than that, I assure you. Have you ever gotten a letter from the IRS? <laughs> Fear is one of the seven universal emotions experienced by every one of us around the world. 
Oh, and I just thought about another really terrifying thing. Have you ever been driving down the road and suddenly looked up in your rear view mirror and saw those red and blue flashing lights behind you? <laughs> I don't know about you, but that will make my butt take a bite out of the seat. Fear arises with the threat of harm, either physical, emotional, psychological, and surprisingly, it can be real or imagined. While traditionally considered a negative emotion, fear actually serves an important role in keeping us safe as it mobilizes us to cope with a potential danger. The family of fearful experiences can be distinguished in terms of three basic factors. It goes something like this, intensity, timing, and coping. So let's talk about that. Intensity in terms of how severe is the harm that is threatened. Timing in terms of is the harm immediate or is it impending? And coping in terms of what, if any, actions can be taken to reduce or eliminate the threat. When we're able to cope with the threat, this lessens or completely removes our fear, which is to say that when we have the right skills under our belt, like the ones I teach in my online course at lifeskillsmasterclass.com, we react differently. Those knee-jerk reactions, which are horrible, go away. In my course, I teach you how to literally re rewire your brain, I can't say that, rewire your brain so that you have new reactions to the stimulus that present themselves. Alternatively, when we are helpless to decrease the threat of harm, this intensifies the fear. So there are basically eight levels of fear. At the bottom of the fear scale, you have trepidation. Then comes nervousness. Next, you'll experience anxiety. After that comes dread. Followed by desperation, panic, horror, and finally sheer terror at the very top of the scale. Now, by the time we were live on the air, I was experiencing panic with a touch of terror at the peak of the performance just before I let the mountain lion out of the box. So watch in the video for that moment. You'll see the relief on my face when the cat jumps out of the box and then jumps back on top of the box to present himself, as he was trained to do. Now the terror came from the unpredictability of how that cat might react once it was released from the box. It's usually the unknown that scares us most. So when you aren't dealing with angry exotic animals that can kill you in the blink of an eye, what makes us so fearful? The universal trigger for fear is simply the threat of harm, real or imagined. Now that last part is really important because I have found in my live seminars that dealing with literally thousands of people on the topic of fear, that most of our fears are in fact imagined. Usually the perceived threat isn't a real threat at all, or it isn't as big of a threat as we allow ourselves to imagine it to be. It's just imagined to be a really scary threat, which is exactly what triggers the fear. You see how this works? This threat 
can be for our physical, emotional, or even our psychological well-being. While there are certain things that trigger fear in most of us, we can learn to become afraid of nearly anything. For example, I'm terrified of a drag queen with a microphone. That's one of the scariest things I know of. Somehow they always seem to know where I'm sitting in the audience. I just can't figure it out. But anyway, some of the common fear triggers can be things like darkness, or loss of visibility of your surroundings, heights and flying, or social interactions and or rejections, snakes, rodents, spiders, and even death and dying. I've coached people with all of those issues and more. Pretty much anything can scare us if we allow our mind to go there. Now that's a very important point. Persistent fear can sometimes be referred to as anxiety if we feel constantly worried without knowing why. The inability to identify the trigger prevents us from being able to remove ourselves or the actual threat from that situation. While anxiety is a common experience for many people, and it can be considered a disorder when it's reoccurrent, persistent, intense, and interferes with basic life tasks such as our work and sleep, those are all the skills that I teach you how to tackle in my online course. If people didn't feel fear, they wouldn't be able to protect themselves from legitimate threats. Fear is a vital response to our physical and emotional danger that has been pivotal throughout human evolution. But especially in ancient times, when men and women regularly faced real-life, life-or-death situations, such as a tiger chasing you for its next meal. Today, the stakes are lower, but while public speaking, elevators, and spiders don't present the same type of immediate or dire consequences that faced early man, some individuals still develop extreme fight, flight, or freeze responses to specific objects or scenarios. Many people experience occasional bouts of fear or nerves before a flight or a first date or making a big presentation at work or even right before you play the big game. But when someone's fear is persistent and specific to a certain threat and impairs his or her everyday life, that person might have what is known as a specific phobia. Now today, I'm not going to get any deeper into phobias. That's an entirely different episode, and we'll do that later. But today, I wanted to give you some real-world skills that you can use when you begin to feel that fear welling up deep inside of you. But before we learn what you can do to tame your fears, let's talk about why we feel fear at all. In a recent survey, at least 60% of adults admitted to having at least one unreasonable fear. Although research to date is not clear on why these fears manifest, one theory is that humans have a genetic predisposition to fear things that were a threat to our ancestors, such as snakes, spiders, heights, or water, and the occasional tiger stalking you for its next meal. But this is difficult to verify. 
Although people who have a first-degree relative with a specific phobia appear more likely to have the same one, that's not always the case either. Others point to evidence that individuals fear certain things because of a previous traumatic experience with them. But that fails to explain the many fears without such origins. Personality traits such as neuroticism appear to increase one's likelihood of developing a phobia and a tendency towards frequent worries and negative thoughts may also increase the risk, as may being raised by overprotective parents, losing a parent, or even sexual or physical abuse. Most likely, it's that people follow multiple pathways to fear, not least among them the emotional response of disgust. When fear disrupts or overtakes an individual's life, therapy can help. It certainly helped me. A core treatment for fears is exposure therapy, in which a therapist will guide the client to gradually and repeatedly engage with the source of their phobia in a safe environment to help strip away the threat that's associated with it in your mind. As I have mentioned on this broadcast before, I've been through this therapy myself and it really works if you'll commit yourself to it. For example, someone with a fear of flying may be prompted to think about planes or view pictures of planes or visit the airport and eventually step onto a plane and one day even complete a flight. Now I'm not a doctor and I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm telling you what has worked for me and the thousands of others I have helped through my online course at lifeskillsmasterclass.com. That having been said, I wanna to talk to you about cognitive behavioral therapy, which is also known as CBT. It's often applied in combination with exposure therapy to help sufferers challenge and reframe their harmful beliefs. And this is what was so successful with me in my life. Uh, it really helped me and it really changed me. And today, I have modified some of those techniques and I now teach them to thousands of people all over the world. In addition, medications such as beta blockers, which block the adrenaline in your body and lower your heart rate and blood pressure, may be prescribed by your doctor in the short term. Often when a feared situation is necessary or unavoidable, such as before a big public speaking commitment, for example. But what I have found most helpful in helping people overcome their fears in my one-on-one -on -one coaching program is teaching people the right skills. When you learn how to regain the control of what scares you, you really free yourself in so many ways. Once a person gets to the point where what they used to fear no longer scares them, you see that person truly transform. They are free and they're no longer controlled by the fear that used to stop them right in their tracks. This isn't something I can teach you on a half hour podcast or I would. So today, I wanna to leave you with some real skills that can help you when you find fear nipping at your ankles. Let's get into it. The very first thing I want you to do when you find yourself in a fearful situation is to simply stop. Stop everything. 
Become present moment aware. I want you to be mindful of the being within you that is experiencing the natural emotion of being afraid. It's impossible to think clearly when you're flooded with fear or anxiety for that matter. The first thing to do is to take some time out so that you can physically calm down. The secret is in learning to become present moment aware. Next, breathe through the panic. If you start to get a faster heartbeat or sweaty palms, the best thing is not to fight it. Acknowledge what you are feeling and allow it to flow through you. Stay where you are and simply feel the panic without trying to distract yourself. Place the palm of your hand on your stomach and breathe slowly and deeply while focusing on your hand moving up and down as you take each and every breath. Be mindful of every inhalation and every exhalation. That's going to help you be present moment aware. This skill alone, when learned and executed properly, can change your life. The next thing I want you to do is going to be the most difficult for the vast majority of you. You've got to face your fears. Avoiding fears only makes them scarier. Whatever it is that you fear, or whomever it is that you fear, if you face it, you should start to feel that fear fade away. If you panic one day, getting into an elevator, for example, it's best to get back into an elevator the very next day. Now the next step can be a little stressful. I want you to imagine the worst. Try imagining the worst thing that could happen. Perhaps it's panicking or having a heart attack. And if that's the case, then try to think yourself into having a heart attack. It's just not possible. The fear will run away the more you chase it. <laughs> now that sounds crazy, doesn't it? It's really an amazing thing to watch. It's totally counterintuitive to think about chasing our fears or the very thing that scares us to death. Naturally, we want to run from fear, but when you chase it in your mind, amazing things happen. Now this next step is vital, so listen very carefully. I want you to look at the evidence. I don't want you to look for evidence. I want you to look at the evidence. Sometimes it's really helpful for us to challenge our fearful thoughts. For example, if you're scared of getting trapped in an elevator and suffocating, ask yourself if you've ever heard of this happening to someone in real life. Ask yourself what you would say to a friend who had a similar fear. What advice would you give them? And finally, I want you to visualize a happy place and reward yourself. Take a moment to close your eyes and imagine a place of safety and calm. It could be a picture of you walking on a beautiful beach or snuggled up in bed with the cat next to you or a happy memory from your childhood with your favorite dog. Let the positive feelings soothe you until you feel more relaxed. 
Next, I want you to give yourself a treat. That's right, reward yourself. When you've made that call you've been dreading, for example, reinforce your success by treating yourself to a massage, a country walk, a meal out, a book, a DVD, or whatever little gift makes you happy. Maybe you're listening to my deep relaxation audio that you can get on my website that will take you on an imaginary journey and release all of the stress and tension in your body. That natural dose of dopamine can go a long way to helping your brain understand that things aren't as scary as we imagine them to be. Now, before we go, I want to tell you something really important. If what you fear is robbing you of quality of life, then you need professional help. And I would recommend that you find yourself a good therapist and discuss your options with them. However, if what you fear is that public speaking event that your boss suddenly threw your way, or you're having issues getting on flights or leading meetings at work, my one-on-one coaching program is for you. And you can learn more about that at stephendiamond.com. Hey, I want to thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your day with me. And if you learned anything today, I hope you won't be afraid to reward me by subscribing so that we can continue to bring all kinds of empowering goodness your way each and every week. Because each week, I'm going to tackle a new topic and tell you exactly what you can do to overcome those obstacles in front of you. I'm Stephen Diamond. Remember to be kind to each other out there. We all need each other far more than you think. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. (laughs) 